0: hello everybody this is the rude horror podcast i'm marcus rude and today i'm here with director producer special effects artist the wizard of gore joe castro um uh, first how off, you going gonna say how you doing joe i'm doing pretty good tonight marcus how you doing
1: doing well doing well i'd like to talk a little bit about this indiegogo campaign we have going on right now and uh, if you're a fan of terror tunes that's terror tunes spelled t-o-o-n-s a movie about killer cartoons that my partner Steven Escobar and I made back in uh, 2001. It's had three, uh, two sequels already, and we're doing, getting ready to do the third sequel. Well, it's actually Terra 4, which would be the third sequel. Um, uh, and uh, we have an Indiegogo campaign happening right now. A lot of great perks. Uh, like I said, if you're a fan of the first film, this is your chance to be a part of the Terror Toons universe forever. It's going to be the, the fourth and final installment in the franchise and uh, we have a lot of big stars in the movie. We have Brink Stevens, Linnea Quigley, Debbie Rashawn, Billy Butler from the original uh, from the remake of The Night of Living Dead in uh, 1990. He's in it. Uh, let's see. Aaron Gaffey. We have Felissa Rose from uh, original Sleepaway Camp. We have Mike Ferguson, Julianne Philpott, uh who's been in just so many movies. I can't even I can't tell you how many movie stars we have in this film so many movie stars and um fred yeah, olen jo- ray i see fred olen ray is going to be in it fred olen ray is, uh, is hey. a, a famous film director that i had the chance to work with back in 1990 on a movie called evil tunes uh which is you know i guess it's like the granddaddy of terror tunes in some ways you know i i, I mean they're different films but um you know yeah i worked on evil t- i had the chance to do the special effects for evil tunes back in the day and then almost 11 years later i made uh, terror tunes so uh, it was a yeah 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 yeah. So That's it's a amazing,
0: real
1: pleasure, man. Having,
0: having, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, um, well, most definitely amazing, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what were you to say? So, oh well, yeah, I was just saying, you know, uh, the cast is that you have so far is just amazing. You know, it seems like every day when I. uh, check out your Indiegogo campaign or, you know, the stuff that you promote about it. It seems like new stuff are popping up all the time and just never ceases to amaze (laughs) me of, of who's, you know, going to be on the project next.
1: Right. And we have a whole bunch of other guest celebrities that we are bringing in that we haven't announced yet. And, um, you know, I just want it to be a really big, uh, big, great finale for the franchise. And, uh, we have a lot of really, Devoted fans to the franchise, and uh most people know that I never do the same thing twice. So it's really hard to continue to try and outdo myself or top myself each time. And we're going to do it again with this film. You know, each 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 each, each film in the franchise, each film in the franchise is slightly different, and um and so part four it has uh, is no is no stranger to being different. It's going to be a r- really interesting kind of film. I I, I don't want to give anything away, but um, you know, people ask, is it animated? Is it live action? It's both. It has everything in it. You know, it has a little bit of everything. There's, there's everything. There's stop motion. There's CGI. There's practical effects. There's blood. There's animation. It's it just, it has, it, there's something for everybody in the film. And you will definitely see things that you've never seen before. That's all I got to say. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing TerraTunes 4. Um, and I, I just seen that uh, Doctor Carnage is going to be coming back.
1: Yeah, Doctor Carnage and Max Assassin, the two villains from the first film, will return in this film. And this time, we're going to see um, Doctor Carnage as a as a. Uh, it's kind of an origin story to the original film. So you're going to see uh, Doctor Carnage as a um, as an actual human being at one point. Uh, so someone actually is, you know created from some there's a dr Carnes actually created from a living living person and uh uh an actor named douglas epps who is a very uh uh he's an up-and-coming actor it's my dog over there playing with a playing with a water bottle uh he's an up-and-coming actor who is extremely talented and his talents really need to be showcased he's a good friend of mine we worked together on a couple of projects but i don't think anybody has actually used him correctly yet and uh, I, wanna, I wanted to put him up front and center in the film and show everybody really what kind of talent this man has, because he is just amazing. And uh, But there's a whole bunch of talented people in the film. We got uh, we got the composer from part uh, uh, two, and uh, uh, coming back is Paul Matrison, who I've worked with on many other films. And uh, the original writer from the first film, Rudy Bali, will be coming in to help us write it. Right portions of it and um, we have the original cinematographer from the first film coming back to shoot this one Isaac Garza of course my bar will be executive producer and producer on it and uh, post-production all the post-production work uh, he, he's been a part of all, 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 all the films um, and um, and then uh, you know uh, I mean, I'm bringing back some cast members from other other of the other uh, of the sequels um, just to kind of bringing back some familiar faces some friendly faces um and uh yeah i'm really excited about it so
0: amazing man yeah like like i said i'm looking forward to this and uh i at some point i will uh donate to the indiegogo campaign oh that'd be greatly appreciated yeah (laughs) yeah, to help out and uh you know just for the listeners too uh i will put the indiegogo campaign link in the description of this episode, and then you know on my social media as well. So if you guys want to help out yourself and uh, and check out some of the cool perks that Joe and his team have to offer, and at the same time you're helping get the movie made. Yeah,
1: and w- 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 one of the perks is you can be killed on camera, and you can actually have a professional Hollywood uh, live cast of your head made to be decapitated on camera, and you get to keep it. You get to keep it. So uh, you get I to guess. keep the decapitated head of yourself. Where else do you get that? Um, <laughs> and, uh, th- but there's all kinds of ways for the fans to actually be in the film, be a part of the film. But unlike other other Indiegogo campaigns, th- this film is really unique. Like <clears throat> there's nothing like it really out on the market. So if you see the film, you, you automatically know that's a Terror film. You know, it's like watching a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Tim Burton film. You go, ah, that's Tim Burton's movie. That's a Freddy Krueger film. You just—it just, it just it has a specific style that cannot be duplicated or hasn't been duplicated in any other form. I kind of—I kind of like to um, say the film is like um, Adult Swim meets Tim Burton meets Nightmare on Elm Street, that kind of thing going on. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything in it. So, right. um, yeah, 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 I can
0: see that now. After, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, man.
1: So, is there anything else you want to talk about?
0: Oh yeah um so uh yeah i i, I do want to mention that terror tunes is pretty dang original like you know we never see horror movies where it's mixed with uh cartoony zany uh comedy aspects to it and it, you know just the mixture of like uh special effects and then even animation CGI like just just the way that that you put things together, just uh just really makes like such a Looney Tune horror movie. And yeah, it, it's yeah, great. I, yeah.
1: If you if you laugh at terror Tunes, yeah, you, you have a a sick, dark, twisted imagination. And m- <laughs> m- most most people that that aren't into it just think it's sick. You know, they don't think it's funny at all. But uh, for like the dark, twisted horror fans, those that like, you know, like kind of like the itchy and scratchy show from the Simpsons or even like, like all the way back to like Herschel Gordon Lewis and his original gore films. If you like the wizard of gore and blood feast and all that, you will really get into uh, terror tunes. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure when it comes to like gore animation, fun stuff and, and twisted dark, very dark, kind of has a very dark edge to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It's definitely not like for the faint of heart people will be aff- a lot of people would be
1: offended a lot of people are offended to watch it uh you know i remember there was an there was an actor in part 3 we were shooting like one last scene it was like this operation scene where um one of the characters gets a heart transplant but the devil gives him the operation and um you know uh it, it, the devil gets the heart from a healthy living a healthy healthy man and puts it into this other thing to bring it to life and, um, the guy on the operating table, the healthy, innocent man, you know, he comes out of his, uh, anesthesia and the devil's like over him, like looking into his face as he's getting ready to rip out his heart to give it to, you know, just this, this crazy villainous character. And, uh, it's, it's that kind of stuff. It's just like, it's kind of has a really sick, like, uh, almost feel assaulted at some time. You feel like you're, you're being assaulted or taken advantage of, or your eyes are being raped at times. And, um. Ah, uh, there was the the one of the actors in that scene, uh, he a very professional actor, who was a friend uh, a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, he came over to be in the scene, and uh, we shot it in our in my little special effects studio we have here in Van Nuys, California. And he didn't know anything about the film. So we shot the scene. You know, I told him you're gonna be you're gonna have CGI on your face. you're gonna be like this kind of demented doctor, blah, blah blah. And then when he went to see the premiere with his girlfriend and the rest of the cast and crew, he had no idea what the movie was about. And I just remember they were the only two people sitting behind my partner and I, everybody else was sitting in front of us in the theater. So like halfway through the movie, I decided to turn around and take a look to see what he thought about it. And literally his girlfriend had her hands over her eyes because she didn't want to look at it anymore. And he was looking, he, he had this look of like, like like he had been taken, I don't know, like assaulted or like, oh, I had no idea what, what he had gotten into, you know, and uh, uh, <laughs> he had no idea, uh, but uh, it was fun, though, he, he he liked it, he said it was fun, you know, it's something he'd never done before, it's definitely a unique, uh, you have to have a, a specific taste for it, and uh, it's a lot of fun, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, yeah.
1: I would it- say in the in the cartoon universe, anything is possible. That's the, that's kind of the way the movie goes down. So you just kind of have to be prepared for anything. Yeah,
0: right. And that that gives you like infinite, uh, infinite, inspiration. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anything goes. This, this, anything this goes. Ac- Acme humor. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, like uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Uh, you know, I in Tunes one, I could definitely see some of the influence that you had gotten from him like uh you know towards the beginning just the uh uh the gore coming from uh the guy getting operated on yeah the you know the intestine scene like uh there's a little humor to it but it does kind of go a little bit beyond uh you know the average (laughs) Uh, horror viewer would want to watch
1: yeah well you know back in the day back in like the 70s and 80s when i grew up um we used to uh, watch uh, the special effects artists and the people that made horror movies. They used to use like real animal hearts and real pig intestines and stuff like that. Um, and it was acceptable then, you know, they would even kill a bug on camera and stuff like that. We don't do that today. We we don't, we don't, we don't partake in that kind of um, that kind of behavior because we have technology to build intestines and, make animals and crickets and things like that move around with computers. We don't, we don't need to kill a real thing. It's not entertaining to watch a real thing be killed on camera. And, um, you know, uh, unfortunately when I made characters one and that opening scene, we did use some real animal parts. We didn't use animal intestines, but we did use, I think we used a liver some kidneys or something like that. And, uh, they're being flung around in the scene, which is always kind of a little unsettling seeing real, real organs, you know, being used. Um, but, um, yeah, I just uh, I, I wouldn't do that today, but I, it's kind of like in such a playful, playful setting. I don't really think it has the same um, the same tone as being uh, like like it's actually being pulled out of someone's um, intestines, like like in you know, a Dawn of the Dead or a Day of the Dead kind of film. But I don't know. Maybe I'm really desensitized. Maybe it really does gross everybody out. So I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, you know most. People today, especially horror fans, I think a lot of us are desensitized by that you know?
1: i mean uh, i i uh, but, most people don't know that uh herschel you know, Gordon like Lewis, I would say most people don't know that herschel Gore, herschel Gordon Lewis, the godfather of Gore, um not only did he give me his seal of approval on Tarot Toons one and two, but he's actually the the star of part three, he's in part three. And, uh, uh, you know, it's like one of his last films. Uh, if you get a chance to get around to see Terror Toons 3, you get a chance to see Herschel in one of his final roles in the film. And he even wrote the theme song for the movie uh, for me. Yeah, he, he wrote lyrics for a theme song for me. And wow. um, and he actually um, uh, gave me the blood formula for his original Blood Feast film before he died. And so I'm kind of like the keeper of the blood formula Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like the only guy on the planet along with my partner that knows the blood formula. And, um, you know, he, he's just such an amazing man. He, um, he, he, yeah, he did. He sat down and did a, like a 90 minute interview with Steven and I on camera where he divulged a whole bunch of secrets to us. We've never released it. Uh, but, uh, there, he, he descri- he used to describe how he used to make movies and, you know, they would use like a, one, uh, those one scene, uh, it was supposed to be in Wizard of Gore where they had an entire goat carcass and they uh, covered it with like mounds of derma wax so to look like a human so they could actually skin it on camera to make it look like they were cutting the skin off a human. And um, wow. are you familiar with derma wax is mortician's wax? Uh, no, I'm not familiar. D- with derma wax, mortician's wax is a wax that's colored like human skin that morticians use to like fill in pieces. Of like a human in a casket, like where they've been damaged. So that way they can like finesse it if they've been like hideously disfigured like in a car accident or something. Oh, okay. And it's like a wax that so you can like clay you can like sculpt with it. So what Herschel did was he got like this this big giant thing of mortician's wax and he sculpted human a human form, face and skin over this dead animal carcass in the middle of someone's living room. Uh, in Florida, when he was shooting Wizard of Gore, and uh, he was going to do some scene where, I guess there was the carcass and it was going to fall apart or something, and uh, he said that um, the, the they didn't have permission to film in this person's home, and the owner of the house came home. They had to, they just ran out, and left, left it all, all, all there. <laughs> so you know, I'm like, you know, so so you know, I, I I was thinking about trying to recreate that scene in Terror Tunes Three as a homage to what never was in his film. So there's some stuff in Tarotunes three that's questionable as well. Very grisly, uh, stomach churning film. I made that movie. Uh, let's see, we finished it four years ago, but it took me eight years to make the film. And, um, it was, uh, it was a real, uh, it was a real adventure getting that movie done. Took me three days to shoot the first tune. It took me seven days to shoot the second one, and it took me almost fourteen days to shoot the uh, third one. With almost fifty days of pickup shots, That we would shoot it on weekends, because each, each shot in the movie is like a, a special effect shot. And mo- most people that have never seen it. It's a very underappreciated film. It's a big sleeper. No one's a lot of people haven't seen it. it didn't get a very wide release. But if you like special effects and practical effects, uh, you will really like the film because it's like watching. A 70 minute special effect shot. The movie's about 70, 72 minutes long. So uh, the whole entire movie from beginning to end is like one big special effect shot. Yeah, it was a big undertaking.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to uh, seek that out, man. Yeah, I know it is yeah. kind of a hard to find movie. I'm not going to lie.
1: It, well, it, it was. We had it up on Amazon Prime for a little while. And then it was, uh, well, it first came out on iTunes and then it went on Amazon Prime. I think it's still available on iTunes. I think you can still purchase it on iTunes. Um, and then, uh, uh, but that's just a digital download of it. Uh, and then uh, right now during the Indiegogo campaign for Terror Tunes 4, you can purchase the Quadrilogy and you can buy the movie individually if you want. But the Quadrilogy is going to have all four, four, four films in it. And uh, you can buy TerraTunes Terror Tunes 3 individually if you, if you want it for your collection. Nice. Nice.
0: Most definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of like a big, uh, physical media collector. Okay. Um, I know you can't really see behind me, but I got my picture right here. But it's got tons of VHS behind it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know. I have
1: some. I have some some copies there. I haven't. I barely have time to watch movies anymore. Besides, that. I mean, because I make make them all the time. But um, when I do sit down to watch a movie, it's just something mainly from pay per view or or uh, you know something somebody's given me to, to take a look at or sent me a link to watch. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right on. Uh this they look a side comment, but I keep looking at the uh the guy's head behind uh oh, yeah. the left shoulder.
1: If I feel if I pick up the camera it might it might the connection may cut out this can you tell who that is? It looks like Herschel Gordon Lewis. But it does look a little bit like a Herschel, but, 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 but take take another guess. Take another guess. I, you, you it's pretty you're pretty close. I, if, you know who it is. You actually uh, know who it is. Take a look at Kaufman. Guess. It is Lloyd Kaufman. Okay. That's Lloyd Kaufman from, from, from the, uh, actually this is from the barn too. Uh, it's, oh, it's, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's from the barn too. This is kind of, it's kind of a secret project that, uh, 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 Justin Seaman, uh, has been uh, putting together, uh, for, for quite, a, for quite a while now. It's been almost, almost a year and a half in the making. I know they're still shooting it, but, uh, that's a, uh, for a special scene in the film. And, uh, yeah, I get to work with uh, Lloyd in the movie and, um, uh, Got to make a live cast of him and all that other good stuff.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I was going to mention because I I just read that you're working on the barn too. So I mean, I can cut this particular <laughs> stuff out if you want.
1: I don't think it's a, I, don't, I don't think it's a problem of it. I, th- th- you still don't know what really happens to it, so uh, it's just kind of a secret. I'll just leave it there. Yeah, okay. It, there's, some, there's something fun that happens with it, but yeah, uh, right
0: on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right on. yeah. yeah uh, I I do want to say uh, I'm a really big fan of. The barn, and uh, you know, seeing that the barn 2 is now in production, uh, which I'm excited for. I ended up backing up that one as well. Okay,
1: um, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a great movie. It's some really fun stuff I did for the film. I think I did like 24 zombies or something like that in two days for Justin. And well, not only do we have to make the zombies, I had to kill all of them. Um, and then I redesigned all the three lead villains in the film for Justin from the first one. Uh, so they get all, all all new look, all, all, all all three of them have brand new looks, the pumpkin, the scarecrow and the boogeyman. And, um, and then, uh, there's a real special thing I did for the climax of the film. Um, but uh, that was a real amazing experience. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that film. They've done a really good job putting that together. And there's a lot of stars in that. And, um, a lot of good people worked on that film. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun.
0: Ooh, that's incredible, man. It's Incredible to hear. Um, let's see. Um, I, you know, you probably get asked this a lot, but uh, I thought maybe for this show, I would ask you, like, what got you into special effects and filmmaking? Like, I know okay. you got into that stuff at a, a fairly young age, but maybe you could uh, maybe enlighten us a little bit on how you got into that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. Sure. Yeah. Basically, um, what
0: happened was how
1: I got started in special effects and filmmaking when I was uh, seven years old, which was 1977, my father, Martin Castro Jr. Um, was, um, taking care of babysitting me, uh, on a weekend. My uh, mother had gone away on a uh, trip with her friends from work. I think it was a cruise or something like that. And, um, so I was at home alone and, um, so my, and, uh, my dad was out working on the, in, in the, on the ranch. We lived on a big goat ranch and, uh, he said, uh, stay inside, son, stay here and watch this. You're going to like this while I, you know, while I work, he didn't want me to get, get hurt or, you know, whatever. So I stayed inside and, uh, he put me down in front of the TV and, uh, he turned on this, uh, movie and, uh, it was Godzilla versus the smog monster. And, uh, you know, like all young, young, young boys growing up, I like dragons and dinosaurs and, um, uh, he knew that I would like it. You know, he knew I would like it. But little did he know that when that movie was over that I knew exactly what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. He literally inspired me to become a special effects artist with that one movie. And, um, and that was a Saturday afternoon. It was a creature feature and, um, i've never looked back i went back the next saturday because it was a you know it was every afternoon they would every saturday afternoon they would show a new horror movie like a roger corman film or another godzilla movie i saw all the Gamera movies there and um all the universal monster films on the creature features and um that just you know fueled my imagination and fueled my desire to be a special effects artist and and a filmmaker and um Uh, Yeah, but that's where it all began, all all, all, all because of my father sat me down in front of the TV TV to watch that movie on that Saturday afternoon.
0: Man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, you've worked on so many movies, and uh, and it looks like, I mean, you're you're still keeping really busy because I see um, there's a lot of projects you're working on right now. So it doesn't seem sound like you're uh, stopping anytime soon
1: no i don't think so i was at uh i tell people i've been doing this for 39 years and i think i have about I li- at least another 39 years left in me so <laughs> not kind of good. uh yeah no i i I, uh, I like to keep myself busy i like i like to work i like to work hard i work diligently and uh i'm very easy to work with and um i tell all, all young filmmakers you know reach out to me talk with me you know maybe we can make it happen um I'm very approachable, and uh, I like to I, – I, 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 I travel all over the United States and the world, for that matter, for my work, and uh, uh, anything is possible. You know, if we get a conversation going, you know, we can make a movie.
0: Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Um, here, here's a question I wanted to ask. Um, has there been any projects that you've worked on, like maybe special effects-wise, that never, like, got completed or never got a... – released oh yeah
1: of course yeah there was a there was one uh let's see one two there's two projects that that I happened with the first one was a movie called goblin and that was back in 1992 i believe 91 or 92 and um a lot of work was done to make that film happen and i was going to direct it and uh, special effects were built and Whatnot, but that movie never got shot. Um, and then, um, then there was another movie um, called My Soul to Take. And they shot part one and part two back to back. This was shot in uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Hmm. I think that's right, yeah. And um, uh, I don't even remember the name of the director now. He's my friend on Facebook. Jay, Jay Spencer, I think is his name. Yeah, Jay Spencer. And um, th- they shot this film and I... They flew me out there and did a lot of practical effects for them and some crazy stuff some, some really crazy amazing stuff. Um, there was a scene where actually someone's head had to be split ripped in half and I used the actual actor's head to do it with you know I was doing all kinds of I was, doing, I was doing all kinds of like some interesting cutting-edge stuff that, that had never been done before and um, but that movie was never released and it was never completed so it's a shame we know we will never see that. I may try to reproduce the effect sometime in the future, but yeah, that's, that's how that went down. Yeah,
0: man. Well, that, that's pretty cool to hear. Uh, mm. I I never, never heard of, I might've heard of a, a goblin movie, but you know, I, you know, it's probably completely different from what you're talking about. But, yeah, man. No, that's, that's very cool. Actually. Uh, for sure. Uh I, I do want to mention that uh, you hold the Guinness World Record award for highest body count in a slasher film, The Summer Massacre. Uh, what 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 can you tell us about that movie? Cause that's a that's a pretty uh, big feat to have, really. You know.
1: Yeah, the um, my partner Steven Escobar and I have the Guinness Book of World Record for the highest body count in a slasher movie, and the body count is 155 uh you know people die in the film uh you have to you know you see them on camera they're dead or they die and um uh it's a very very gory film like really gory if you think about it 150 people five people die on camera now remember this is a slasher movie it's not a fantasy film it's not an action film it has to be it's a, it's a slasher movie it's a very specific category and uh, people say well you know more than hundred and fifty five people died in Lord of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings is not a slasher movie. It's another kind of film. This is a slasher movie. And um anyways, uh, that um it took a lot of a lot of people to to make that film possible. And um uh, you know, we shot it over a period of a year and a half and uh I knew that I wanted to get the Guest Book of World Record for it uh, before we started making it, but we tried to keep it a secret while we were making the film. And um you know, if you think about it, it's 155 kills, which means if the movie's only like 98 minutes long, that's more than a kill a minute. You know, and, uh, right. and it, it, it's it's it, it's 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 intense. There's a lot a lot of death in the film, like a lot of death. Uh, some people can dig it. A lot of some people cannot. But when it was released, it was released in uh, 2012. Um, it was like literally the most pirated movie up to youtube onto youtube for the first two months it was released as everybody wanted to see it and of course you know all the haters hated on it and all the people that liked it loved it and um it was kind of a big deal for us and i'm something i'm very proud of still yeah i have the uh a certificate from from the guinness world record uh place hanging up above our above our um fireplace right here in the living room yeah
0: nice dude. that's that's so cool so cool dude um I I know you've probably talked about like how you met Herschel Gordon Lewis. Um but uh, uh if you don't mind, maybe uh could you talk about how you got brought on to uh, Blood Bloodfeast 2 and, okay. uh, and started working with and you know started working with Gordon?
1: Yeah, that's Lewis. a great story. Uh so most people don't know that I was honored to work Uh, On Blood Feast 2, which is the sequel to the very first slasher movie ever made Blood Feast directed by Herschel Gordon-Lewis and uh, and you can look that up Blood Feast is the original slasher movie even Joe Bob Briggs uh, confirms that Uh, a lot of people say it's other films, but it's not Blood Feast is the original slasher movie. Why is it the original slasher movie because this is the storyline innocent victims uh, a, a deranged killer stalks innocent victims one by one And kills each one of them on screen in a horrific bloody death Then at the end of the film The killer dies at the hands of the hero or the heroine of the movie In an even more horrific death That formula formula of every slasher, every slasher movie ever made And Herschel uh, made that, sl- that, that formula back in 1963 with Blood Feast so, in 2001, he, uh, they, they made the sequel to Bloodfeast, Feast, Blood Feast 2, and um, uh, he directed it, and uh, they the, the people that were making it approached a special effects company that I worked for at the time, out here in Los Angeles, California, and um, the owners of the company didn't think they were being offered enough money, so they gave it to me to do, but... They gave it to me because they did not like the production company and they wanted to see it fail. And they thought that they were pulling a real fast one on them by giving it to me because they didn't think I could do it. I ended up becoming best friends with Herschel Gordon Lewis in the beginning. And, and it ended up being the, one of the biggest films of my career. And, uh, you know, so jokes on them. And uh, everything turned out great. It was perfect. I hired uh, George Shell, a very well-known, uh, famous uh mainstream sculptor and special effects artists to paint all the props i took there you know i spent my money wisely you know and um and i, I took them in and impressed the hell out of herschel and uh the movie turned out uh, the, the special effects in the movie turned out fantastic um and um it was a uh, it was a real uh, benchmark for my career and uh, really uh, kind of took me to the next level at the time so uh, but that's how it happened yeah somebody wanted to see me fail double dared me to take the job for 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 what they thought was under being under uh, they were being underbid and uh, it turned out to be perfect for me and uh, I just ran with it and did uh, the best I could do and um, yeah so that's that's how, that's how I began to uh, begin my relationship and friendship with Herschel yeah,
0: yeah that that's awesome and I, I like the fact that uh, you you actually beat the odds in you know for whatever they were thinking in you know, succeeded. And then you went on to, to make other films and have Herschel. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: such a, it was such a, it was such a slap in the face. Not only that, but I got to meet, um, John Waters was in, is in the movie. And, uh, John Waters was like a big idol of one of the owners of the company. So they passed on the film. They didn't get to meet John Waters. They didn't develop an amazing friendship with Herschel Gordon Lewis. They didn't they didn't they didn't get to do the special effects for the sequel to the very first slasher movie ever made. And they just they just blew it. They just dropped the ball on all accounts and they handed it to me. And um I just uh you know thank 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 uh thank all the powers to be that 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 put that film in my lap. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, so, so it's almost like you got to slap them in the face
1: (laughs) (laughs) sort of sort of yeah you know and and later on I, i i come to find out these 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 people i was working for they had been they had been undermining me and like stabbing me in the back the whole way like they had been you know throwing me bird droppings the whole time you know trying to you know get me to like do all their dirty work and all this stuff and all this stuff that they were asking me to do ended up being, like, the biggest gems of of my career and, like, the biggest accomplishments. So, yeah, joke's on them. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the things they asked me to do was, um, I don't know, have you ever seen the movie Uncle Sam? Oh, yep. Okay. So, yeah. you know, you know the, the, the Uncle Sam, the Halloween mask that he wears? Yeah. Okay, they gave that to me to make because they thought that I... Was so amateur that I wouldn't do a very good job. They would look crappy, and then I didn't sculpt it, but I put it together for them, and it's like one of the most memorable pieces of the entire film. So, and, and I'm only saying this to laugh at them and poke fun at them because they're not my friends anymore, uh, and so you know it's another joke on them. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I had my fingers in a lot of the projects that they that that they, they're known for, and I and you know they they gave me like I said like the little. The little, the little, like we call it the leftover, the scraps from the table to do. And it ended up being the, the, the best pieces of the, of the projects that, um, that we worked on together. So, uh, but that, that's it. You never know. You, you never know who you're sitting, sitting next to, who you're talking, who you're trying to screw over and how, how, how the universe works in mysterious ways. But yeah, that, that's the way it all went down. Yeah.
0: Right. Holy crap, man. This is amazing. Uh, you know, before we trail off to something else, I do want to mention, uh, that mask in uncle sam was pretty freaking creepy i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah the uncle sam mask yeah yeah i i just remember they they they, uh, someone sculpted it and then someone made the vacuum form of it and then they gave it to me to kind of put together with the the floofy little eyebrows and the the wispy chin and the rosy cheeks and and whatnot and um but yeah that was uh i didn't think anything of it i just did I just put it together what I, the way I thought it would be, and it ended up being exactly what they needed, and kind of like the the, the 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 main centerpiece for the entire film and the character. Yeah,
0: right on, right on. Yeah, I mean, I, I could probably go on and on about Uncle Sam. I uh, had one of my buddies on here, we talked about it on one of our episodes. Oh yeah, um, you know the,
1: the, the you know yeah. at the beginning the uh, the helicopter accident, the two. Burn bodies that are in the helicopter I made those two bodies oh, really? I think, they, I think they, gave me, they, they gave me like 150 bucks To make two full scale burn bodies You know I, I was like 20 I think I was like 23 or 24 when I was doing it So they just, like I said, they gave me like the scraps from the table But then they turned out to be like Two of the hero pieces in the opening Scene of the film And then the, of course the the, the face uh, His mask and and whatnot So uh, everything they, they threw my way I just pretended like it. I just you know assumed that it was very important. Like I do all my work, everything anybody gives me, it's very important to me. It all has to be amazing. It all has to be perfect. I don't, um, I don't shortchange something that I'm making simply due to the price I'm being paid. You know, if my name is going on it, it has to look Epic and that's what movies are all about. And that's what I do with my special effects. You know? So, yeah,
0: that's perfect, dude. Thank yeah. You. Uh, you know, I, I will say, like, I mean, I know it's it's terrible to see burn victims in general, but uh, I thought you did a hell of a job. I oh, Thank you. you. Know, I knowing, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, knowing that, that you had worked on that, like, holy crap. Like, they, they really did uh, look good, if you will, as far as, you know, making it look realistic and whatnot.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: No problem, Joe. No problem. But yeah, holy crap, man. What a small world. Uh, last uh, July, for like 4th of July, I think I released it, uh, an episode about Uncle Sam.
1: So you know, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I had never even seen the movie till this last 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, nice. I have all these years. Everybody's like, oh, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of it. And I'm like, I'm, I need to sit down and watch it. I mean, that, that film, and there's another movie that I worked on called Campfire Tales. I've never seen that film. I was only on set like a day or two for it, but um yeah, I had had never seen seen that movie, either of those two films. So I well I didn't see Uncle Sam until last month of July, and I still need to see Campfire Tales. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right, the no, Night right. Night of the Demon Night of the Demons 3 is a film I worked on, and I just recently saw that as well uh this past year. And um uh, Kevin Tenney Uh, came out to the premiere of xenophobia there's xenophobia that's our last movie we just released and uh he showed up to the premiere and uh uh, i was just blown away that um that kevin came to the premiere of my film and he's become one of my 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 good friends on facebook but um yeah i had a chance to work on uh, night of demons 3 just did a couple of things for it you know i was part of the effects crew i wasn't um I wasn't really a key, key uh, effects artist on it, but I did do some stuff for it. I made all of Angela's skin that falls off at the end of the film. And, um, you know, I did. Uh, uh, I think that at one point there's a big, long tongue that shoots out of Angela's mouth and goes through someone's head. And I made this big, long tongue. And I. Um, there's a scene, I think, where somebody gets a, like a devil mask, sucks onto their face. I, I painted that devil mask and just little bits and pieces of everything, but uh, I think the guy gets his heart ripped out at one point, and I made the, the heart and whatnot. There's all the little odds and ends and little scraps that the effects company I was working for through my way that everybody remembers in the film. There was some other memorable stuff in it as well, but and that was a fun one to work on as well. And then now to have Kevin in my life as a
0: friend is, is, is amazing. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, social media these days is, is really remarkable. I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, stay off the computer or stuff like that. But, you know, you're able to connect with people you never thought you'd be able to talk to. And it's pretty cool, man.
1: Yeah. And, and people don't know who Kevin is.
0: Kevin's the director of all
1: three films. So the of the Demon films. So right. uh, if you've never seen him, you should see him. They're, they're really fun movies. And I like I like all of Kevin's films because Kevin is a big believer in all practical effects. He loves practical effects, and um, I, I hope to work with him on, in 2021. Uh, I know he's got some big project brewing, and, um, and it would be a real great honor to to work with him, be on his crew. Just throwing that I out can, there, yeah, man. Into excuse me, throwing that out there into the universe. Yeah. Right
0: on, right on. Yeah. It, you know, like I've mentioned to you, like I'm I'm big on practical effects over CGI. Uh, I, there's just, there's just something about like practical effects where it's, it just seems more organic and just more real to me.
1: I think the horror stuff works better with practical effects. I think um, horror effects, especially when it comes to blood, like blood on, 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 a, on a person's skin, you can't CG blood on a person's skin. Even when they're moving around and whatnot, it just doesn't work. I've, I've tried it. I've tried it. I went to school for CGI. In fact, I can do both. I can do both visual and practical effects. And, uh, you know, a- applying, you know, maybe for like a quick one-second shot or two-second shot of someone running with, bl- you want to put some blood on them, that 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 works well. But um, ha- it's just much better, you know, much better to, to just go ahead and put it on them on set and, uh, and have actual practical stuff to work with. Especially when it comes to the horror element, I don't think it, it it plays very well if you're going to CGI blood into a horror film, you know. And that's just supposed to be stylized or like uh, comical or, or 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 yeah, yeah. It, those are the only two only two reasons I think you would want to use CGI blood. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Right. And like you know, like I, I talk about this on my show all the time. How like you know, you know, I like practical effects over CGI, but it's not like like I don't shit on cgi as like a total like i mean cgi is okay but like when it comes to horror movies and you know like and like what you said about the blood wise like i i would just prefer to see uh practical effects in horror movies that i watch
1: that has much more of a of an impact in a different way but yeah no there's a time and a place for everything i think uh visual effects have a certain place in fantasy oriented films and for for stylized films uh but uh if you're going to try to scare somebody or trying to get down to the brutal reality of things i think using a a cgi is a is it can be a detriment to to a production as opposed to shooting something that's that's real that's somebody's very that's tangible that you can hold in your hands you know um i want to give a shout out to uh uh matthew Vinaja, who is a director producer and a writer of a movie called appetite for sin he's got a uh uh, indiegogo campaign going as right now as well and um uh actually the movie's already started filming but i i think they're doing something with it on indiegogo as well uh but uh um it's his directorial debut it's a feature film and uh, he cast me in the movie as one of the leads appetite for Sin, will so be on the lookout for that uh there's a movie called big freaking rat that just came out recently that i worked on uh of course uh, uh blind directed by marcel waltz which is one of my favorite new directors, Blind. It came out last week uh, to actually, yeah, came out last week uh, on um, uh, all the home media platforms. And I just had the chance to work on Blind 2. They just shot the sequel to it. And so uh, that'll be out next year. Uh, But uh, I I saw the first one with the cast and crew at the the world premiere here in Los Angeles back in uh, 2019. And I was so impressed with it. You know, I let the director know. Let marcel know how impressed i was with his work and um and he uh honored me and uh i feel so grateful he invited me to work on part two and he just let me just he re- literally just let me go wild and and do all everything i wanted to do with the effects um but it's a real throwback to like 80s slashers with like a modern kind of like you know uh, instagram twitter facebook kind of feel going on to it so it's got everything. Yeah. It's got everything from today and everything you love about the 80s in it. Yeah. Amazing, yeah.
0: dude. Yeah. I uh, also want
1: to sh- yeah. give a shout-out to uh, Jason Hawkins, a director I worked with uh, recently on a movie that he directed called The Bleeding Dark, which is going to be coming out uh, real soon. Um, some amazing ghost stuff I did for the film and some really good uh, hammer kills. There's people get killed with a hammer in it um, and then all practical stuff. And uh, Joseph Kelly a uh, uh, Really Very creative Up and coming director uh, Writer Actor Producer uh, Produced a movie called Clown Motel That I was able to do The visual effects for That came out in 2019 One of my One of my favorite movies I worked on in 2019 And um, Just a real Entertaining movie If you haven't seen Clown Motel Watch it today Like You know Watch it over the weekend I guarantee It will not disappoint you It's a fun film it's got a little bit of something for everybody in it And um, they're shooting Clown Motel 2 right now And uh, I think they're going to bring me in To do something really special with the um, with, with the film And i um, looking forward to that And just the list goes on and on and on I've, I've, uh, uh, I also want to give a shout out to Shane Bradford uh, First time director uh, Out in um, I want to say Paint Rock, Texas I know it's near uh, San Angelo He's going he's gonna to hate me when he hears this. But Shane Bradford in, uh, brought me out along with George C. Romero, made it possible. Uh, George C. Romero, the son of uh, George Romero uh, on the Indie Brigade. The, these two gentlemen brought me out to work on a film called um, Slaughter C- Country Club. And uh, the ho- home of the Slaughter queue is, uh, is uh, like instead of barbecue, it's Slaughter Q. Anyways, uh, the movie uh, uh, it has it's all practical gore. They flew me into Texas. I did some amazing stuff in that film as well and um hopefully that'll come out in twenty twenty one so we can all enjoy it, but lots of blood in that as well um and uh yeah i'll 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 i'll, I'll let everybody soak that in for now <laughs> there's there's uh, and there's a whole there's a whole slew of stuff coming up that uh I'd like to talk about but we'll maybe we can talk about that more on another show um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: right. So, on, man. Yeah. Holy crap. This is a lot to take in but uh it's, this is awesome though. I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. Oh, you know, like
1: I Mean I'm we, we, we mentioned awesome. yeah, we mentioned the barn too already but uh, that's gonna be a good one to co- look forward to coming out um, And then right now on the market is xenophobia. You can still get that on all home media platforms uh, There's a movie that movie big freaking rat and I think the Amityville Harvest is another film I worked on that just came out, along with Robo Woman uh, that just came out recently. Um, and uh, what else? I think that's I think that I think that's it for right now.
0: Yeah. Like uh, uh, for Robo Woman, is that sort of? Uh,
1: it's like uh, Robocop uh,
0: meets um, I spit on your
1: grave. Oh, Robocop meets Ice Been on your grave. That's what? what? It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like Robocop. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds yeah. Great. It, it's it's <laughs> it's 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 a very um. You know the the director of the film brought me in to make the robot. There's a, there's a one robot piece in the film and a couple of gore effects for the film. uh I really didn't have much to do with the production or anything else of the film, but uh I, I know it's at Walmart. So you, it's 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 it's, it's on all the whole media platforms by Wild Eye nice. Releasing uh, and. um yeah, and that, that just recently came out, probably like less than a month ago. Yeah.
0: Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. Uh I look forward to seeing all the stuff that that you're working on because uh, you know, you really do have a, a big list of stuff that you're working on. And uh I look forward to seeing your projects, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Um and uh before uh before we get off here, um I usually ask a question uh to everybody on the show um what is your favorite universal monster or universal monster films
1: i see i see well are we talking about universal studios or just monsters in general
0: uh like uh like like the universal monsters like like uh dracula wolfman frankenstein i see like those well, I'll be,
1: I'll, i, I I'm, I'm gonna have to say probably my favorite film of the universal monsters is the invisible man. And it's a, it's a, it's a kind of, it's actually like a short film. It's like not even it's like 60 minutes long. It's a really short film, but mm-hmm. the technology they used to make the invisible man was um, like cutting edge at the time. Like they actually have like, like, you know, rotoscoping in it where they, where he unravels himself and he's, there's nothing there. And they right. did a really good job when they did it at the time. If you go, if you, if you have never seen the, the actual invisible man by universal pictures uh, it's a really amazing movie i mean it really is it's a very powerful film but i kind of like tend to more to go, go go towards the hammer movies i liked all like the grizzly gross stuff that with christopher lee um, like dracula has arisen from his grave was amazing and the, the curse of frankenstein uh, and blood circus and all those hammer films they were much more they just had so much more well, first of all they were in color they were bloody they had a lot of effects, and uh, there's just something more gratuitous about it that I that I really could get into. And those are some of the movies I used to watch in in on on, on the Saturday afternoon creature features. But I, I always have to go back to the tried and true. I mean, I really, I, I can't get enough of Godzilla movies. Even though I I, I I I like the one that that not this last one that came out, but the one before that. I even like Shin Godzilla, but the one that came out before that, uh, where the they, fought, they who fought those two. Two monsters in San Francisco. I thought that was very well
0: done. I really like that, that that Godzilla,
1: and um, yeah, you can't get enough of Godzilla. Right so,
0: on. That yeah.
1: that wasn't the one with Matthew Matthew Broderick, right? There was one. right No, after no, that not one. that one. That was nineteen. That one was nineteen in nineteen like eight, I think. Oh, yeah, that, that was, might have that, been
0: I, uh, Godzilla two
1: thousand. No, no, that was got that, that that one. I really liked. Well, the one with Matthew Broderick was in like nineteen ninety eight. I think or ninety seven or ninety eight that was the one yeah i didn't really i just wasn't my cup of tea but the uh the, the the Godzilla 2000 i really liked and then the one that the americans recently did uh not the not king of the monsters but the one right before that i forget what it which one what what it was called uh, but, um but um
0: shin godzilla
1: the shin was godzilla right was, done, was done was done was done by toho studios uh but uh now, now you have me wondering what it is sir
0: um, i think is it the american one it might actually just be called Godzilla.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's called Godzilla 2014. Yeah, Godzilla 2014. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that that film I thought was really well done. I think they did a great job with that film. I'm very impressed with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Started taking on a little roller coaster there, but yeah, they sort of did make <laughs> sort of a, you know seem like a little cluster right there at the time, and you know, with the mix of you know Godzilla being the title and then you got like you know shin godzilla
1: shin godzilla yeah we, we actually saw shin godzilla in the theater here in los angeles at a theater downtown the weekend it was released, i think don't even think it ran a whole week um but uh it was a full house it was a friday night the, the day it came out and um i remember what, going into the theater it was it was an art like cinema so there was a sign excuse me a sign seating and um there were two uh my partner Steven Escobar and I went down there to see it, and there was a there was a couple sitting next to us. These two guys, and um, they um, they must have been I don't know twenty four, twenty three, twenty four. They didn't even know what Godzilla was. They're like, "What is this?" Oh, wow. <laughs> <That's laughs> the uh, but they they really liked it. You know, it was it was fun. It was good times. You know, and I think it was like a mix of practical Godzilla with a lot of digital. I I couldn't tell if it was all digital and it seemed like there was some suit stuff in it as well but uh it was it was cool it was good it was it was good times i really liked shin godzilla as well there was a lot of talking in it but once it got going at the end the climax of the film there was plenty of godzilla in it so
0: right on right on um if you don't mind me asking one more thing uh are you looking forward to the uh kong versus godzilla movie
1: i'm not i just don't I i just don't see it being I just don't see it being, (laughs) I don't, I don't see it. (laughs) I see it succeeding on any level. Uh, as, as you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't, I, I, whenever like it's, it's like hit and miss when Americans make a Godzilla film, you know, I think it was a special, it was a, it was a real, it was a real, um, uh, luck of the draw, draw the luck, uh, luck of the draw, whatever for Godzilla 2014 to, to come out correctly. Um, and, um, you know the americans did a version of king kong versus godzilla back in the day and Mm -hmm. and even that film was a flop so (laughs) (laughs) even it it, it, most of it most of the time when americans make godzilla films it's a flop so i'm i'm not looking forward to it i will watch it uh and uh i'm hoping that they i i you know i think that one of the biggest the, the, the biggest uh things of the 2014 film that made it so successful was the film was very dark. You know, they kept a lot of it hidden and in yeah. shadow. And when they made King of the Monsters, everything was just out in the open. And it's kind of like uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers meets Godzilla as opposed to it being... Uh, well, now, the, the Godzilla movie that I saw back in 1977 was Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. It's actually considered the darkest Godzilla film ever made. And if you watch it, you'll understand why. Because Godzilla almost dies in the movie and it's a very sad at one point and humans die like they, they show like people being like emaciated and, and burned by acid and all over the ground and there's like total apocalypse stuff happening in the film and um, it, but it's considered like the, dar- the darkest and most avant-garde Godzilla film ever made and um, and so I kind of see a little bit of that in the 2014 version of it yeah. Wow now I'm gonna have
0: to go back and watch that one I don't
1: think you've never seen I Godzilla think. versus the Smog Monster? Uh, oh, you, actually, you gotta see yeah. it! You have to, you have to see. It. You're gonna love it. You're just gonna love it. It's so like '60s. You, you wait till you see it. There's like '60s music in it. There's like a, a universal um, uh, theme of like uh, uh, saving the planet in it, and um, <laughs> there's all kinds of it's uh, all kinds of great stuff in it. You're gonna love it. If okay. if you get a chance to watch, if you can watch it tonight, watch it. I don't think there's a. I don't think it's streaming anywhere for free, but. Um,
0: It's it's definitely a really good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. It's gonna bring me back to when I was a little kid and we pop in those good times versions of uh, those tapes of Godzilla, like Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, this but this one is a little darker than those films.
0: Yeah, but those are good
1: times. I also want to make sure that Xenophobia is out right now. This is my last feature that just came out in uh, August of 2019. It's still out on all home media platforms. If you like Star Wars, uh, the aliens in the cantina scene, you're going to like Xenophobia because we used all practical alien special effects in the film. And uh, that was my my goal when I made the film. It's the first ever alien abduction anthology movie. So if you like anthology films and you like alien abductions and you like practical alien effects like in Star Wars in the cantina scene, then you're going to like Xenophobia. Check it out.
0: Right on, yeah. And you can find Xenophobia on Amazon Prime right now as well. Yeah. If you have Amazon Prime,
1: yes, yes.
0: And hey, uh, to add on to that, uh, I did watch Xenophobia the other night, and I really dug it.
1: Okay, and cool, 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 cool. It, yeah,
0: you know, just just kind of like uh, like what you were saying. Like, I really dug the aspect of of it being like an alien anthology, which I thought was really unique. Because I, you know i've never seen anything like that before
1: I, I try never to make the same movie twice i really do you know like in, in everything i do even, even if it's a sequel to something unless it's an exact continuation of the story and it has to be but i try never to make the same movie twice you yeah. know
0: yeah right on yeah and like the special not special well yeah like practical effects uh, there's the some visual really effects well
1: in, thank you
0: i appreciate that
1: there's there's some visual effects in it but i try to keep all the alien stuff with practical aliens, yeah
0: yeah, yeah, like for like the actual aliens, I thought they looked really good, and uh you know, you know uh, again, like organically, it made it uh seem like a like you know what what we think would a what aliens would be, and plus you're gonna see aliens that aren't like your typical gray alien looking type aliens
1: right yeah 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 i try to yeah, um, good stuff. Make, make, mix it and mash it up there uh and then and the movies also pays homage to like um uh, there's a movie back in the early 80s i think it came out in be called extro and uh, that movie was a big influence on me as well and there are all practical alien effects in that film so you know that that there's a little little nod to extro in in, uh, in xenophobia yeah
0: right so, on man. right on Hey, well, oh, man,
1: I appreciate you. Pre- go ahead. Go ahead. I was so, say yeah, I, pre- I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and talk with me about my career tonight. I really
0: appreciate that very
1: much, Marcus. And uh uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh you know, we we could go on and on all night, but you know, we have uh other obligations and things in uh, our lives that we need to absolutely
1: do. yeah, 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 yeah. I have I have a deadline for a creature. That i have to deliver in the next two days so uh, i have to get on that tonight yeah yeah yeah
0: for sure well hey joe i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show man this has been amazing
1: likewise sir i appreciate you having me on the show and uh it was a uh, good times and uh if there's anything you need you know how to reach me just reach out and say hello and i'll make it happen if i can and to anybody out there listening if uh you want to make a creature feature or make monster movies or need effects, you know, reach out to me on Facebook, send me a message, send me a friend request, say hello. You can reach me at, uh, facebook.com backslash Joe.Castro. My Instagram is Joe underscore Castro underscore director. Uh, like I said, send me a friend request, but more importantly, send me a message and say hello. Let's, uh, get a conversation going and let's make a movie.
0: Well, that wraps up my interview with Joe Castro. And wow, what an interview. Jam-packed full of awesome special effects stuff and uh, blood-splattering gore. Uh, (laughs) So much fun to talk about, man. So thanks again, Joe, for coming to the show if you're listening to this. And uh, for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, go check out a Joe Castro movie now if you've never seen one. Uh, You know, like we mentioned, Tunes. And uh, Xenophobia is on Amazon Prime, and uh, some of his other ones are on Video On Demand, so go check them out. And uh, and if you're not familiar with Herschel Gordon-Lewis, he's got a couple movies on Tubi TV, which is a free movie streaming service, so uh, go check out some of his films too, to uh, get a little more insight on what we're talking about. Uh, with Herschel, like uh, Blood Feast, is even on there. So the very first slasher ever made is on Tubi TV. Uh, so go check them out. And uh, yeah, the uh, Indiegogo campaign for TerraTunes 4 will be uh, in the link of the description and all my social media. Or if you just go to Indiegogo.com in the search bar type in Terratunes 4 and it should pop up. So, I encourage you guys to uh if you're able to to uh donate to Terratunes 4 get some awesome perks uh in the process and uh possibly might even uh be in the movie. There's perks where you can actually maybe get killed on screen, have scenes with people and uh like Joe had mentioned, you get a live cast of your head and uh, professionally made and, uh, and you know, be able to take it home with you. So that's really, really cool. So many, many, many more perks on there. Just go check out the Indiegogo campaign. There might be something for you. Um, I want to mention, uh, or I want to say thank you to uh, the bands Pit Lord and... Evil Dead Beats for providing the music on this episode. You guys rock or kick ass. Whatever you want to say as a compliment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, for me, uh, you can find me on social media at Rude Horror Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Or I'm on Twitter at Rude Horror Pod. Or if you just want to give me an email... Uh, My email is rudehorror at gmail.com. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, stay scared and stay tuned for the next one.